Welcome to the Old Camera Guy Podcast, lucky number seven. I'm your host, Dave Mahali. Our music, as always, has been graciously provided by the lovely and talented Mike Gutterman. We're going to dive right into a segment I like to call Relatively Current Events. I'm recording this in early August. By the time you're listening to this, this could be old news. Just a few items. The first bit of news is there's a new place to find your film photography news. And no, I'm not talking about this segment. You see, Molly from the Eclectochrome channel on YouTube has started a video series devoted to photography news and announcements. She's been contributing to 35MMC for a while now, so I think she's the perfect person to deliver this news in a video format. The best part is she's got links to all the topics she discusses in the video's description. So check out Eclectochrome on YouTube to get the scoop on all kinds of new stuff. The next thing is equal parts news, shout out, and sucking up. Nah, it's mostly sucking up. At the time I'm recording this, Mike Gutterman just released another album. This one is Electronic Music for Productions, Volume 35. Here's why that's a big deal. Mike set a super ambitious goal of releasing a new album every two weeks in 2023. And so far, my man is crushing it. If you want to check out any of Mike's music, it's all available at mikegutterman.bandcamp.com. The last sort of newsy item is that the Alfie Tick camera is now accepting pre-orders. So, what is the Alfie Tick camera? Well, Tick is spelled T-Y-C-H. It's short for diptych because this is a half-frame camera perfect for creating diptychs. This started as a successful Kickstarter campaign. They're putting the finishing touches on the first batch of 200 cameras. They had just over 100 backers on Kickstarter. So, they've opened up pre-orders to everybody. It comes in two flavors, the Tick and the Tick Plus. They both have a built-in light meter. They're both USB rechargeable. They've got manual mode with shutter speeds from 30 seconds to 1 500th of a second. The original Tick has a rotary lens board with three lens options, a 30mm f8 single element meniscus lens, a 25mm f56 zone plate, and a 25mm f125 pinhole. The Tick Plus adds another lens, which is a 33.3mm or 50mm equivalent, F8 rapid rectilinear lens with four elements in two groups, and the Tick Plus also includes a glass viewfinder. The cost of the Tick is 299 pounds, and the Tick Plus is 499 pounds. So if you calculate that into US dollars, the cost is more. I, I don't know the conversion rate. I think for most people, this wouldn't be an impulse buy. This camera is an investment. Uh, you're paying for research and development, but hey, you can squeeze 72 shots on a roll instead of 36, so. At least you're saving a few bucks on film, right? All right, that's it for relatively current events and film photography news. I do want to get to my main topic of finding inspiration for your photography. I was going to do that in the last episode, but I had kind of a Jimmy Kimmel, Matt Damon situation. Before we get to inspiration, here's a quick recap of what I've been up to, photographically speaking, since the last podcast. It's summer, or as I call it, fair season. I got a chance to shoot a roll of film at the Franklin County Fair... I put a roll of Kodak Color Plus 200 in my newly acquired Life Magazine camera. And this has the distinction of being both the first and the last roll of film I'll be shooting with this camera. You see, when I got to the end of the roll, I pushed in the little rewind release button, started to rewind, didn't get too far, and all of a sudden there was no tension on the roll. I knew something was wrong, so I made the very intelligent move of opening the back of the camera in broad daylight. Well, it was in the trunk of my car, but still. To my horror, I saw that the Life Magazine camera tore my film 
and I hurried up and closed the back. My original plan was to drop this film off at my local lab because I don't have any fresh C41 chemicals. Since the film never got rewound back into the cassette, I had to stick the whole camera into my dark bag and load the film into my developing tank instead. Now while I don't have any C41 chems right now, I do have a fresh ECN2 kit, so I just use that to dev this roll of Color Plus. The ECN2 process is a little tedious, but at least I was able to skip the whole remjet removal part, and I only had a few frames with light leak, so it wasn't a total loss. I also got to shoot a couple rolls through my Canon Rebel T2 at the Ohio State Fair, which was a blast. I shot a roll of Kodakolor 1000 film that expired in 1985, and a roll of Konica SXG100 that expired in 2005. Uh, I shot the Kodakolor 1000 at ISO 200, and the Konica 100 at 50. Both of these actually turned out pretty good. So that's what I shot since the last podcast. I did pick up a few things too. I got a zine and a postcard in the mail from Richard Hall. Richard reached out after the Old Camera Guy podcast number five, where I talked about getting out of your photographic rut, and told me he wanted to send me a zine with his take on the subject. So he sent me a zine called Has Anybody Seen My Mojo? It's got a great mix of color and black and white images, some thoughtful text, and I really appreciate him sending it to me. You can check out Richard's work on Instagram at Connections, that's uh, C-O-N-N-E-X-I-O-N-S. And he had a great talk with Ian Turpin over on Ian's podcast, The Ordinary Photographer. Look for episode 29. Okay, the other stuff I actually paid for, I picked up a ProMaster tripod at my local Goodwill for $3.99. No surprise, there were no cameras at the Goodwill. Uh, they've been doing online auctions for most of their cameras for a while now. Next thing I picked up is... Kind of like the tripod, not exciting, not sexy, but useful. And that is a pack of print file sleeves. If you shoot and develop a bunch of film, you're going to need some way to store those negatives. Print file sleeves work for me. Uh, For 35mm, I always get the sleeves that have six rows of six. Perfect for 36 exposure rolls. All right, my last pickup was a little more exciting, to me at least. Uh, I picked up all my film for next year's Frugal Film Project. I caught a story from Ribsy over on Instagram saying he was selling off the remaining stock of his new classic EZ400 film at $4.21 a roll. This is rebranded 35mm black and white film. It's 36 exposures, no DX codes, comes in these cool little cardboard tubes. I'm about 109% sure this is rebadged FOMA film, and at $4.21 a roll, I'm here for it. They sold it in increments of 5. I need a 12 rolls for next year's Frugal Film Project, one per month. So I ended up getting 15 rolls. Having three extra rolls to play with at that price, I'm not mad. Okay, that's all the news. That's everything I shot, everything I picked up. So now it's time for our main topic, finding inspiration for your photography. In episode five, I talked about getting out of a rut. And getting out of a rut and finding inspiration are not exactly the same thing, but they're definitely two sides of the same coin. So maybe you're lacking motivation to photograph, looking for inspiration. You just want to get your photographic mojo back. That's what we're talking about. Just like there's analog and digital photography, there are analog and digital sources of inspiration too, and I embrace both. Let's start with the analog. We already kind of touched on one earlier, and that is checking out zines. There are all kinds of zines out there covering just about every facet of photography. Big zines, small zines, black and white, color, stitched, perfect bound, all pictures, some with text, landscape, portraits, streets, still life, fashion, travel, literally something for everyone. I've got zines from a bunch of photographers, including Matt Murray, from the Matt Loves Cameras podcast and YouTube channel, Mark O'Brien from the Film Photography Project slash podcast, 
Mark has a phenomenal series of zines called Monochrome Mania that's featured all kinds of plastic fantastic toy cameras. I can't recommend his zines enough. You can find them at his MFO Photo Store on Etsy. One of my favorite parts of the Dearly Departed All Through a Lens podcast was their zine review segment. They're not releasing any new episodes, but you can still listen to their back catalog to get info about a bunch of cool zines. The great thing about zines is their price is usually pretty low. Most of them won't cost you an arm and a leg. Okay, the next analog source of photographic inspiration will probably cost you a little more, and that is photo books. Now, I gotta admit, I am not a huge photo book guy. I've got a handful of books by David Leventhal that I really like. I've got The Family of Man from the famous MoMA exhibition. Flipping through these books at your own pace, really studying the images can be very inspiring. If you don't want to shell out a bunch of dough on photo books, you can take Roxana's advice from Negative Positives episode 415 and check out your local library, a great free resource. Half Price Books usually has a nice collection of photo books at a discount. Sometimes you can support an artist by buying their photo book directly from them. Kelsey Smith did this recently with his photo book called Please Don't Leave Me. All right, another analog source of photographic inspiration is a museum or gallery. Photography exhibitions are a fantastic way to stoke your creative fires. There's just something about seeing physical prints in person that can't be beat. Now, as much as I appreciate photography in a museum or a gallery, I would argue that you can gain a lot from other media too. Paintings, sculpture, video installations. You may want to check out all that stuff too. One more analog, real-world source of inspiration is a meetup or photo walk. I don't want to belabor the point here because I've been blabbing about meetups and photo walks the last few episodes, but I can't tell you how great it's been to meet up with fellow film and camera nerds for photo walks this year, geeking out on all things photography-related. Different photographers might choose different compositions or demonstrate a new technique that might spark something in you. Plus, the enthusiasm of the other photographers is bound to rub off on you a little bit too. Okay, we talked about a bunch of analog ways to jumpstart your inspiration. Now, let's go digital. The first one, I kind of feel like I'm preaching to the choir, and that is podcasts. The fact that you're listening to this now means you're already on board with this one. A lot of great photography podcasts out there. Uh, There's a bunch I used to listen to that have stopped uploading new episodes. Some of the podcasts that I listen to that are still actively uploading on a semi-regular basis, the Film Photography Podcast, or FPP, they're probably the first one I started listening to. Analog Talk, Sunny 16, Gen X Photography, Classic Camera Revival, Matt Loves Cameras, The Ordinary Photographer, and many more. Just search photography or film photography on your podcatcher choice, and you should find at least one or two that resonate with you. And I wouldn't limit yourself to just photography either. There's all kinds of creativity podcasts you can get inspiration from too. Next up is newsletters. There's a bunch of free photography newsletters you can get in your email Molly Kate from Eclectochrome has one, Matt Murray from Atlas Cameras, Lucy Lumen, Mike Rosso, and the FPP. Some of them offer paid versions too via Substack, but you can get a lot out of the free ones. If you don't want newsletters clogging up your inbox, there are a bunch of great websites that can keep you abreast of photography news and new developments. Sometimes new product launches may inspire you. Some of my favorite photography websites are 35MMC, Studio C41, Cosmophoto and Emulsive.org. A lot of great articles and updates. Definitely worth checking out. Maybe apps are more your thing. A lot of us have love-hate relationship with social media, but you can draw inspiration from looking at other people's photography in your feed. Instagram is not what it used to be. There's too many ads and sponsored posts. Your your favorite photographers get buried in your feed if they're even there at all. Reels have become kind of intrusive, but 
There's still a lot of good photography on Instagram, you just have to look a little harder to find it. Twitter and TikTok have photography content available. Flickr is great for uncompressed images, but the forums aren't that active because not many people use Flickr anymore. Threads is a thing now. Vero's been around for a while. Granary is doing its thing. I'm not on Threads or Vero or Granary, so I can't really vouch for them. Love it or hate it, Facebook is another big player. A lot of Facebook, in my view, is a political wasteland, but Facebook is still good for two things, cat videos and photography groups. The Negative Positives Facebook group lets you see a fantastic variety of photographs, all genres. Again, something for everyone. I guess a lot of the Facebook groups I'm in are associated with podcasts, past and present. Embrace the Grain, Gen X Photography, Analog Talk, Studio C41. There's a few that aren't connected to podcasts. The Joy of Photography, which was started by Alex Laux. It's got a nice mix of film, digital. I share some of my phone shots there. There's Night Trips, started by Jeremy Zorns, which is devoted to handheld nighttime film shots with no flash. And there's one more that deserves special mention, and that is the Frugal Film Project 23, or Project, as they say in Canada, Canukia. It was started by Sherry Christensen, and this group's near and dear to my heart because it's all about how good photography doesn't always have to be expensive. I love trying to get good shots out of cheap gear. The rules have changed a little bit year by year. For 2023, the rules are you pick one cheap film stock and one cheap camera under 75 bucks and shoot a roll of that stock each month through your cheap camera and then post some of your highlights each month in the Facebook group. This group has most definitely been an inspiration to me. I get to see images from all over the world, color, black and white, expired, all kinds of cameras, portraits, landscape, street, architecture, sports, and all created with humble gear. I just love seeing what everybody comes up with each month. All right, we're in the home stretch. One more digital source of inspiration for your photography. And I don't know if we've saved the best for last, but this one certainly had a big impact on me, and that is YouTube. Photography is obviously a visual medium, and you can't get more visual than YouTube. And yeah, there's a lot of junk on YouTube, but one of the trends that I think bodes well for YouTube is that over the last couple of years, there's been an increasing number of female film photographers with a presence on YouTube, so it's not just a bunch of brotographers anymore. YouTube has a huge variety of channels devoted to film photography and photography in general. I tend to watch more medium and long form content, but YouTube shorts are great if you just want a quick hit of inspiration. There are so many great channels out there, I'm not even going to attempt to list them all. If I did, it would sound like we didn't start the fire. I might save something like that for another podcast another time. I will mention one channel, and this of course is a shameless plug for my YouTube channel, The Old Camera Guy. I've got 260 videos on there all about film photography, and at least three or four of them are actually pretty good. You can watch all my videos for free, so if you like film photography, check out the old camera guy on YouTube. That'll do it for this broadcast. I'm going to leave you with a little bit of Mike Gutterman's track titled Realistic. Stick around after the music for a quick message from Mr. Gutterman. Until next time, do some good, have some fun, stay positive, and shoot some cool film photos.
listening to this listener takeover edition of the Negative Positives Podcast. If you would like to take over the Negative Positives Podcast and have your very own episode, it's very simple. Just talk about anything in your film photography journey and send that audio file to the email address negpositives at gmail.com. That is N-E-G positives at gmail.com. You can also join our Facebook group, the Negative Positives Film Photo Podcast Facebook group. We have an Instagram account under the account name Negative Positives. If you submit photos to Instagram, think about using the hashtag negative positives and you can support this program on coffee that is ko-fi.com slash negative positives everybody stay positive and shoot some cool film photos a gutter man cave production